This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at Ravinia.org. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. It's been three years since Medicaid users had to prove their eligibility. Now the federal government's reverting back to its pre-pandemic requirement, where users had to renew annually. As of August 1st, more than 47,000 Illinois residents lost coverage in the redetermination process, even though in a majority of these cases, people were still eligible. And the kicker? Even more residents are expected to lose their health insurance in the coming months. We turn to Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, to discuss how to reinstate or avoid losing Medicaid coverage altogether. And she starts off by telling us how we got here. During the public health emergency, the federal government rightly understood that lo- that individuals losing health care coverage would exacerbate the challenges our health care infrastructure were already facing. And so we, you know, the federal government said, we're going to put a pause on this. We're going to give the states additional funding to sort of support these members. But basically no state can remove anybody from the Medicaid rolls except for a very limited handful of reasoning. Uh, so now that the public health emergency is, is over, the thought process is from the federal government, they're going to wind down the additional financial support and states are going to begin to renew sort of their normal practice, which is determining that those individuals enrolled in Medicaid are actually eligible for the program. As as you and I know, Medicaid is an income-based uh, program that mm-hmm. you're eligible for based off of how much you make. Yeah, so folks are now going to be proving their eligibility annually uh, in Illinois and in, in states across the country. What does that look like, Samantha? Like, What are the requirements? So you will receive a letter in the mail. Um, it won't happen at once. It'll be based off of when you were originally enrolled in Medicaid. Uh, so you'll receive a letter in the mail, and you will have to respond, um, or about half of the folks in Illinois will have to respond, because Illinois is able to determine that people are eligible through electronic records about half of the time. So half the people the state will already know are eligible. The other half will have to respond with information such as who's in the household, uh, you know, what their address is, some, some basic information like that, and then pay stubs for one month of income. Hmm. And they'll have to respond in a timely fashion for that to be processed and for them to maintain their eligibility. And as far as making contact with the state, everything's happening just via letter? Is that right? So... The state has an online portal. It's called Manage My Case. It is really what is recommended that that members sign up for. Okay. How, however, if you 
sign up or you don't sign up, the official notification will be via traditional mail. So as I mentioned, 47,000 people have lost coverage, but not all were actually ineligible. So what happened there? Why did they lose their coverage? Right. So 34,250 members, people, lost coverage due to procedural reasons. And this could be that they never mailed anything back. This could be that they mailed something back, but it was incomplete. You know, perhaps they didn't include a pay stub. Perhaps they forgot to sign the document. Mm. Reasons like that. And so now what we're all trying to do is push to get in touch with those 34,000 people and try to get them to either, you know, send in their paperwork or send in complete paperwork so that we can determine eligibility. And we do, I think it is worth noting, there are definitely people within that 34,000 that just aren't eligible. Yeah. They looked at it. They said, oh, I'm not eligible. Like, I make too much. I, you know, I, I had this when I was unemployed, but now I'm employed. I have employer-sponsored health care. And, you know, like, they just basically decided I'm not going to send anything in. And so now we also need to outreach and try to figure out, well, how many people fall in that bucket Mm -hmm. of like, I don't need Medicaid anymore. I know I'm not eligible versus I need Medicaid and I am still eligible, but I I just missed the paperwork. Well, as we're talking so much about eligibility, I don't want this to get lost. Remind us, what are the requirements to qualify for Medicaid? So, you, it, this is really important too. It differs by, uh, by your age, but if you are an adult, uh, your monthly income for a family of three or a family of one is 138% of the federal poverty limit, which is $1,677 for one person, um, for a family, you know, a four, that's going to go up to, uh, you know, 41,000 annually. For children, though, in Illinois, and this is where it's really important, children have a different coverage eligibility. Okay. We go up to 300% of the federal poverty limit. So if you're a family of four, that would mean that your children would still be eligible for Medicaid if you were making 90000 or less. Okay. The the people who lose their coverage this month, they were just the first group of people that were asked to prove their eligibility, right? So as this process continues to play out, how many more folks do you expect could lose their Medicaid coverage? So the estimates vary widely, um, but... The Department of Healthcare and Family Services in their budget address, um, you know, earlier this year estimated that over 300,000 members in the state of Illinois could lose coverage. Wow. When should we expect that next round uh, of redeterminations? So it's every month now. Okay. Uh, there's not like a cliff, but we'll just see steady numbers every month at about the end of the month. Um, where we'll get more information and we'll also receive updates from the first, you know, from those, those groups that have just passed. So what we'll start to see, you know, next month is 
Well, how many people came back to Medicaid that lost coverage mm-hmm. August 1st, got their paperwork in, um, and, and were able to be reinstated? What does that look like? So we'll be able to get a better sense of the data as the months go on. Right now we have a single data point. It's important, but it is just from one month. I suspect that come, you know, September, October, November, that early fall, we'll have a much better sense of like what's happening, what lessons can we learn, and and how can we continue to improve our processes. Uh, So just a moment ago, Samantha, you talked about reinstatement there and the possibility of that. So I'm wondering, just for the folks listening, tell us what folks should do once the state reaches out to them. So if you don't mind, I would actually like to back it up because there are a few things they should do right now. So first and foremost, just make sure that the Department of Healthcare and Family Services has your right address because they're going to be mailing you a physical letter. So make sure that that letter is going to go to the right place. People have moved um, for sure over the last three years. Right. So that's number one. The second is don't wait until you get a letter in the mail because we all know that the Postal Service and the mail can be a little wonky, especially during holidays and whatnot. Find out what your redetermination date is and put it in your calendar so you know when to expect that really important letter. That There are a couple ways you could do that. You could... Get onto your Manage My Case account, which we highly encourage you to set up, mm-hmm. which is at abe.illinois.gov. You could call your Medicaid managed care organization, or you could even call your doctor's office. And any of those air, you know, those providers and organizations can just let you know your redetermination dates in December or in February or, you know, whenever it may be. And put that in your calendar so that you know when you should be on the lookout for your envelope and when you should get on to either manage my case or just be prepared to fill out that paperwork quickly and Mm -hmm. return it. And why I stress that is that around the holidays, all of us get really busy really quickly. And so if you are in that cohort in, you know, November, December, January, there's a a likelihood that you could just miss it with everything else going on. And so if you know it's coming, you'll be more likely to be successful. And then the third step is complete the paperwork as soon as you get it. Don't forget your pay stubs and don't forget to sign it. We're seeing that that's happening as well. They Members fill everything else out. They have their pay stubs, but they just don't sign it. And it's an oversight. They just miss the signature block. Mm-hmm. Um, but the state can't process it without a signature. So, Or you can complete it online. Um, which again is the easiest. And so then just get it back in the mail as soon as possible. So right. you're not waiting, um, or complete it online. And once again, that, that web address you said was abe.illinois.gov. That's abe.illinois.gov. And, and to your point, Samantha, things have changed over the past three years. So what options are available for people if they are no longer eligible, but they need to find some other alternative? Yes. So great question. The federal government's actually allowing the Medicaid MCOs and the exchange products a lot more flexibility in helping these members connect to other insurance options. So just because you're no longer eligible for Medicaid does not mean you are going to be without coverage. There are a few options. First, the most basic one is your employer may cover you. And so that is an option. You can transition over to your employer-sponsored health care coverage. Uh, you should receive a letter that says that you're no longer eligible for Medicaid, mm-hmm. and you should be able to sort of have a special enrollment period 
and enroll through your employer. You can also, you are also eligible for a special enrollment period through the exchange. And the, you know, plans will be reaching out to you if you were enrolled with them and they have an exchange product in which they can assist in connecting you to an exchange product, um, an insurance plan that works for you. Also, you know, in the, you know, various federal recovery packages, there have been enhanced subsidies for the state-based exchange health plans to make them more affordable for Mm -hmm. people. Those subsidies still exist. So the plans can be quite affordable right now. Um, And so we're, we're here to help in all of that. That's wonderful. Samantha Olds Fries, CEO of Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. This episode of Reset was produced by Nadia Hernandez and edited by Meha Ahmed. Hear healthcare stories like this and much more by subscribing to our podcast. We share episodes every morning and afternoon, Monday through Friday, with a bonus episode on Saturdays. That'll do it for this morning. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you this afternoon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.